2024, I think, is a great year, by the way. If you're, you are sitting with some capital or if you're wanting to invest Welcome into pillars of wealth creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate, I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexhammer, and uh, we're going to have a solo here talking about 2024 and what do I expect to happen? So what's going on in 2024? Let's recap a little bit about 2023. 2023 actually started back in 2022 with interest rates beginning to rise uh, and rising fairly quickly. Not, not fairly quickly, extremely quickly, right? We, we went from a very low rate environment. I mean, we were locking in rates that were crazy lows. Like yeah, we've got a, a loan right now locked in long term at 2.7% or 2.8%. Um, we've got loans that are almost everything that's locked in is below four and a half percent, but below 4%. Uh, and, and so now we've got this rate environment that really bounced up us Trevor treasuries, uh, got above 5%. They've since cooled down to into that 4% range. And, and we saw mortgage rates skyrocket. We also saw inflation continue to go at a pretty high pace, uh, but start to cool. And we're seeing in 2024, beginning of 2024, inflation's a lot more under control. Now there's a lot of things at play on that. Is it truly as under control as um, what the media says and what the reports say? Mm, yeah, it's, data is manipulated. Let's just say that. So it's, it's fairly easy to manipulate data to make it fit your narrative. Uh, but we've got an interesting year coming up. So that's 2023 uh, real quick, obviously prices and in, in commercial began to decline. We're seeing declines in markets anywhere from 10% kind of on the low end. Uh, this is commercial real estate. We're talking like multifamily, um, uh, commercial real estate, 10% up to 30% even. We haven't seen a lot of distress. So there's been this talk about distress. We're seeing a little bit of office distress. Uh, we've seen a little bit of multifamily distress, very little in, in some of the other uh, sectors as well, but very, very little distress overall. Now, there's all this talk that it's going to happen. So let's go into 2024. So 2024 is going to be a really interesting year, in my opinion. We'll see what happens. Maybe it's a boring year, but every year seems to be really interesting. Uh, and, and so they all come with their own little uh, quirks and nuances and so on. But we've got an election year, right? So that's definitely going to play into the environment, what happens, how things uh, transact. Uh, so we've got a presidential election year. So anytime we have that, there's definitely uh, that at play, right? That's going to affect the overall environment, the overall economy, and, and how things happen. We've got a few wars, right? We've got the war in Ukraine happening. We've got the uh, war in Israel happening. Uh, the U.S. isn't heavily involved on the ground on either of those, but we do have those happening and they affect 
what happens here. Uh, so how those play out, progress, um, could affect, uh, obviously, what's happening. We have still inflation. A lot of people think inflation is going to continue to cool. Some people are on the mindset that inflation is going to turn into deflation, potentially, or stagnation, where we just don't see much happening at all. And others think that we are not even close to clearing inflation, that this inflation drop is cute and all, but that we're going to see all of a sudden the inflation start to pick up again, like we saw in the 70s and 80s, where it just wasn't just this up and then down. It was an up and then down and then back up and potentially even spiking higher and then back down and then back up and so on. And I kind of tend to believe that uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, history rhymes it doesn't repeat itself so we don't know just we can't just point to the 70s and 80s and go look what happened then that's exactly what's going to happen now now we react differently there's a lot of different things at play technology like there's so many things different between the 70s and 80s that, that there is today we can't just say it's going to be the same but i tend to believe that the inflation story is uh, still writing itself and then we might see an interesting chapter in 2024, uh, but I think more likely we're going to see an interesting chapter in 2025 or so. I can see with the political year 2024 actually having continued, um, you know, just decrease in inflation and, and just kind of more flatlined, and then that really uh, ramp up in 2025. But we'll see. We'll see what happens there. The other thing that we have affecting commercial real estate, of course, is interest rates. Interest rates are still high. They've cooled a little bit, but you know, you're gonna get a, a home mortgage or your home mortgage for you know eight percent. Uh, you're getting an agency debt um, for a commercial multifamily uh, that was gonna be you know in in the sixes. Uh, now we're seeing them in the high fives, right? So I can get a 30 uh, year AM uh, fixed for, you know, seven, 10 years. And I can get that at 5.5 to, to maybe six, depending on uh, numerous amount of things. Uh, so that's good. That's cool. Uh, and and mortgage, home mortgages, I don't pay as much attention to that, but those have cooled as well. We're, we're seeing... Uh, you know, you can get your mortgage rate. I think you might even be able to get a mortgage rate right now in, into the high sixes if, I, if I'm thinking about it right. The other thing too is the lending environment. Uh, we had a lot of bank issues in 2023. Uh, and so that lending environment is recovering. I would say it's still pretty uh, fragile right now. And so local banks are not lending like they were. In fact, if you go and ask a local bank for a loan, many of them just aren't lending right now or they're lending, but their rates are just crazy high. You know, I was talking to one of my coaching clients. I am coaching him and he's purchasing a property right now. And, you know, he's been talking with these local banks and many of them are like, hey, you know, well, yeah, we would lend on that, but then they quote a rate that's just out of the market. It doesn't make sense for him to go with it. Others are just saying, hey, we're not lending. And then a few are competitive. So that's the type of environment that you're seeing with local banks is it's just not as competitive uh, as far as like, you know, look, in, in 2018, 2019, 2020, 
2021, of course, the pandemic affected a little bit, but you went to a local bank and they were ready to lend you and they had great rates and they were going to be as competitive as they could be. They, they were, they were all wanting your business, every single one of them. Now today, there's many of them that don't want your business or they'll only take your business if you'll pay their rates. Um, also in the banking world, what we're seeing is high interest in savings accounts. So if you're willing to put a lot of money into the bank, you're going to get high interest. We are seeing and every bank that we're doing business with, they're paying us about four and a half percent on just a savings account. Um, now we have a good amount of money with them, right? It's not just you know, uh, $100 or $500. I, I doubt they would you know, bend over backwards for you if it's that. But if you've got, you know, good reserve accounts or something like that with, uh, you know, 100,000, 200,000, a million, whatever it is, they're willing to, they want to keep your money in the bank. So they're willing to pay you. So if you haven't done so already, and you do have substantial amount of cash in a bank, and what does that mean? I don't know. Talk to your banker. But I, you know, if I, if I was sitting there with, you know, $50,000 or more in a bank in a savings account, I would go to that bank and say, Hey, I, I, what can you give me for an interest rate? I need, I need a higher interest rate and talk to a couple banks and see what you can do. And, you know, uh, say, Hey, I got to pull this out of your bank unless you can give me four and a half percent, 5%, whatever, you know, you kind of the going rate is, uh, along with the other local banks that you talk to. It helps obviously the bottom line. Um, so, I think this year is going to start out much like 2023 where we're going to see just not a lot of, not a lot of changes in the real estate industry, uh, in the business environment. Um, it's going to continue to kind of move um, up and down a little bit. I think what's going to be interesting is what happens towards the end, mid to end of 2024. And this may actually get extended into 2025 because of the presidential elections. And a lot of people will be like, we dodged the bullet in 2024 because everybody's talking 2024. And they're going to be like, we dodged the bullet in 2024. And 2025 is going to come and it's going to smack them upside the head. So I think what's going to happen here, and, and, and by the way, I could be very wrong, but I feel like we've got a lot of potential distress in office, especially uh, multifamily, definitely uh, self-storage a little bit for sure. Um, and I think self-storage is, is being underplayed. Uh, industrial, another one I think is being underplayed. I mean, we've got, and of course, you know, all the other sectors, retail and, and mobile homes and all that have, have some sort of level of distress, but I, I would say lesser extent. What I see happening is that we do see a, a good amount of distress happening. Again, latter half of 2024, even into 2025, it might, it might get extended and take until early part, mid part of 2025. But I see a lot of these loans that are coming due 
and not being able to work themselves out and needing to sell and, and just being forced to sell. And I think that's going to cause negative pressure on the market. I think what's going to, what's going to happen is you're going to have price prices continue to decline. Like I said, they've already declined anywhere from, you know, some markets are pretty much nothing, but uh, most markets are, you know, 20 percent or so. And then, and that's really a product of the interest rates. Um, and, and then the inflation costs. So, that's going to continue to happen. We're going to see more distress that'll happen and hit the market. Now, I think what'll be interesting is what happens to prices. Do prices go down 25, 35, 45%, 50% from where they are right now? Or do prices kind of stay the same, maybe slight decline? And that's going to be the most interesting part. And in where I think we might not see as much distress as what people are are thinking is that I think a lot of the distress will get eaten up by buyers that are in the market but are not buying when the property hits the market. They are transacting prior to it hitting the market. And, and we're seeing these uh Groups already, I know several of them have brought private equity firms into their deals to save the deal. So rescue capital. Well, guess what? That rescue capital, and 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 by the way, the sponsors are touting that they didn't do a capital call. Like, well, we didn't do a capital call. It's great. They're gonna have that on their track record. But what they won't be able to say is that we didn't lose investors' money. Because what happens when when that type of rescue capital comes in is that rescue capital has really high preferred returns and, and returns that they have to hit. And there's zero dollars left over for any investor. So the, the investment is wiped out. Now, the investors don't know that and they won't realize that until eventually the property sells. And that might be three to five years from now. So it feels to the investors like everything's okay. and then you know, the property sells three to five years from now or whatever it is, and they get all of their money is gone and they don't realize it. So I think that's going to be interesting. I think more of these rescue capital groups, there's a lot of money wanting to get into these deals. They're not quite ready to go. There's not enough liquidity there, whatever. The, the deal's not ripe enough, but it will become ripe enough. Uh, and so a lot of them will buy the deals off market. Now, some of them will be rescue capital where the, the equity stays in, quote unquote, stays in. It's it's wiped out. But again, nobody realizes it. Or mo you know, obviously, some people realize it, but most people don't realize it until three to five years from now. I think that's going to be happening for sure. And it already is. I think that'll continue. But there will also be... A, a, a group that or groups that'll come in and say, Hey, you know, you owe 20 million on this loan. We can buy it for 15. They'll negotiate with the lender and they'll buy it for 15 million or 18, or maybe they get to 20 million, but they'll buy the, the property off market. Nobody will know about it and it'll change hands without us really seeing a transaction. And so that is, you know, short sale um, or, or again, we're buying it for the exact amount of debt, but that's a way that 
the distress is going to happen, but nobody will see the distress happening. So how does that affect the market? It, it, it definitely negatively affects the market, but not to the extent as what you would think. So first of all, it's not seen as much. Uh, so there's not that panic that's out there. Second of all, it doesn't hit the market as a traditional sale. So it's not um, depressing kind of what these other sales are out there uh, and, and how they are viewed. So it's not really that hands, hands length transaction that you're traditionally seeing. So will it negatively affect the market? Yeah, prices will probably decline a little bit, but if it stays off of the uh, we're listing it and everybody's seeing it and the papers are getting an, a, you know, hold of it and the brokers, you know, goes through their desk and all that kind of stuff. If it avoids that process, then it really calms down the amount of distress that is seen in the market. It calms down what uh, the price declines would potentially be versus if we flooded the market with some of these deals. If, if we start throwing these deals into the market, uh, then that could really drop prices. So 2024, I think is a great year, by the way, if you're, you are sitting with some capital or if you're wanting to invest in multifamily, in office, in self-storage, industrial, and so on, if you're wanting to invest in commercial real estate, I'm and I'm discluding, by the way, single-family homes because I think single-family is a totally different ballgame. Um, but... I think 2024 could be an excellent year to really be looking for these types of deals. So be talking with your brokers. A lot of these deals, the brokers will know about. They might not, by the way, list them, but they'll know about them. They're talking with buyers or owners, sorry, uh, that have these deals that are distressed, that, that the, look, if you're in a situation where you're like, crap, like we can't, we're not going to be able to continue making these payments. I don't know what we're going to do. We got to renegotiate with the lender. If we can't do that. I don't know what's going to happen, right? And we're going to lose the property. Well, if you're in that situation, you're certainly talking with brokers. You might not tell them anything, but everything, but you're like, Hey, how much can we get for this property? You know, what, what's it worth? You're, you're, you're definitely asking that. So the brokers will know who is out there looking to sell. Who's talking to you right now? Who do you feel, right? Uh, so so talk with your brokers. The other thing that I think is is would be super valuable is look at anybody who bought or refinanced a property in 2019, uh, 2018, I would call it 2018 and after. If you bought or refinanced property in 2018 or after, and then we can look at the type of debt. If it's long-term fixed rate and it's not coming due anytime soon, don't even bother with them, right? But if it is shorter term or if it is debt coming due soon, that's definitely a company you want to be communicating with and finding out where they're at, um, finding out if there's any solutions that they need to be solved right? And potentially you are a problem solver. Now, most of them are going to tell you there's nothing wrong. It doesn't mean there's nothing wrong. Okay. Continue those conversations. Some of them you'll know there's absolutely nothing wrong. Uh, but those are conversations to be had with groups in your target market, in your target asset class, 
That's super important that you understand. You got to go after just your target market, just your target asset class. If you go after everything, you're going to get nothing. But if you target it and you get really, really defined, you have the potential of getting some of these deals that will never hit the market and working something out. Um, the other thing is if you have good relationships with local banks, I will be talking with them. I'll be telling them, look, uh, anything that you have that becomes distress, if the, if the borrower can't make the payments, uh, you know, or, or is having trouble or they're late, we would love to, you know, be able to step in and potentially solve a problem that, uh, both the borrower and you have. Um, I think that is a, that's a, I know that's another great way to go about this. Um, and, and local banks are probably the best, um, big banks might be harder to get that relationship with. Um, it, it's going to be interesting. Interest rates are playing a big factor. Where, where do they go? If interest rates drop drastically, a lot of this debt can be refinanced. No problem. If interest rates stay the same or they go up, a lot of this debt can't be, there's nothing that can be done with it, right? There's trillion dollars of debt sitting out there. That's going to expire in 2024 and 2025. Um, a lot of it is going to be able to be refinanced because there's enough equity uh, to hit the debt service coverage ratio, even at the higher interest rates, but a lot of it can't. And so what's going to happen there if interest rates stay the same or they go up, there's going to be situations happening. Um, inflation, what happens with inflation? Does it cool? Does it continue to expand? If it continues to expand, of course, interest rates are going to go up. Um, are we going to hit a recession? Right? Do we hit a recession? A lot of people are whispering recession in 2024. A lot of people are shouting recession 2024. Uh, to me, it doesn't feel like recession. Uh, to me, it feels like that typical time where everybody yells recession and it doesn't happen. Um, we all realize that we eventually have to hit one. But I don't feel like we're going to hit recession, which means interest rates probably will stay fairly similar to where they are. Uh, they have no reason to go way down if we don't hit a recession. If we do hit a recession, then interest rates could go down. That could be a great thing for a lot of people that have uh, floating rate debt. Um, specific to multifamily, we are being affected by inflation at a higher rate than than the, your typical inflation data points, right? Uh, you've had insurance costs go up by 20 to 50 to 100%. I know people that have had their interest rates go from, um, you know, for, I, I got a perfect example. I've got somebody, a good friend of mine who's in Texas and owns property in Texas. And they were paying about $280 a door for insurance a year. Now they're paying for the exact same property, by the way, they're paying $1,800 per door for the exact same insurance. Okay. That's a huge difference. And we're seeing that across the board for insurance. And if you haven't got it affected already, you're going to get affected, affected by it. So that sucks, but it's reality. And you've got to face that reality. We also have property insurance that's skyrocketing across the nation. Cities are, counties are charging way more for property taxes. Uh, the government wants their money. 
They they want their money and they're going to get it. And even though your building valuation may go down, they still want their money and they're going to figure out a way to get it. So property taxes are skyrocketing. I, I've had property taxes uh, go up by 50% in a year um, because of the changes that local governments are making and, and charging more. So fight your property taxes. We have successfully lowered our property taxes, not lowered them, but lowered the increase that was going to happen uh, by fighting the valuations that the municipalities are coming up with. So we had uh, uh, several properties that we got the valuations reduced by millions of dollars, which helps lower our, our burden. Um, the other thing that's affecting multifamily specifically, um, industrial as well, self-storage as well, is there's a massive amount of building that is, is taking place. And uh, we've got record amount of new construction happening in 2023-2024. Now that's simmering down, right? A lot of those actually won't get built. They're they're showing they're showing to get built in 2024, but they won't get built because interest rates uh things will fall apart, you know. And and so but a lot of them will. They've already been in the ground that they're too far along the process, they can't stop, right? They they got the freight train going and and they just can't stop and so they're going to get built. And so we're going to have oversupply in some markets, think the Sunbelt markets, the markets that have been the hot topic markets. Everybody wants to be in them. Everybody wants to build in them. They, they see the populations increasing. And so they build like crazy. Uh, so, so you know, your Carolinas, your Florida, your, your Phoenix, your, your Texas markets, uh, those markets are seeing a big time oversupply. So what's happening is vacancy rates are increasing. They're going to continue to increase in 2024 and rent rates are going down. Meanwhile, expenses are going up. So that's a recipe for not so much fun. Now, the good thing is in those markets that the population is increasing, right? The population is increasing. And so it will get absorbed. It just might take a little while. So we get these uh, exceptional amount of deliveries happening in 2023, 2024, maybe a little bit in an early part of 2025, and then it starts to taper off. What will happen is we have high vacancy rates, rents go down in 2024, 2025, and then all of a sudden that gets absorbed. And by 2026, 2027, rents will start to go up again. So it's a couple of years of, of uh, maybe in you know rents going down or staying flatlined but it still doesn't mean disaster for those cities it just means reality for those cities is there's going to be a lot of uh, uh building and so if you're investing in one of those cities or you invested in one of those cities just be aware of that and buckle your seatbelt uh because it's going to be a bumpy ride probably for a couple of years um and then uh yeah, I, I mean, look, it's just going to be a fun year like always, right? <laughs> it's going to be a fun year like always. If you're worried about what's ha going to be happening, uh, stop worrying and start preparing, right? Uh, hopefully you've been preparing. If you're worried about the distress in the market, about what's going to happen to your properties, 
realize that it's it's out of your control if you the, the, the by that i mean the market's out of your control control your controllables right you can operate your properties at the highest maximum efficiency possible right you can get the best people in the door to do the jobs that need to be done to be as profitable as possible right you can be proactive with the lenders if you need to be proactive with the lenders you can be proactive with your investors if you need to be proactive with your investors you can you can control your controllables uh, so worrying doesn't do anything and worrying only causes more worry which then creates a difficult environment for everybody because everybody sees it and and nobody wants to be around that uh to be successful and then so you start to lose people you start to lose um motivation and, and it just snowballs from there so if you're in that worried state realize that you need to stop worrying and start controlling what you can control and be confident in your ability to do it and if it fails it fails and that's just the way it is but you can control everything possible on your end with the people that you've got in place with the with the mindset that you have and that's good and be excited about the future look 2024 2025 2026 might be very rocky years maybe maybe it ends up being the next you know six seven years are rocky and that's okay because there's always opportunity within that and we can find that opportunity so press for that and understand that there will be opportunity look for those golden nuggets within the opportunity be prepared don't just sit on the sidelines and do nothing um but it's but at the same time it's okay to sit on the sidelines i'm okay sitting on the sidelines if we're not finding things that don't that if we're not finding things that work right so it's okay to sit on the sidelines but by sitting on the sidelines it doesn't mean you're doing nothing it means you're talking with brokers as much as you can it means you're underwriting deals it means you're trying to dig and find stuff to grow your company things to grow your company to to evolve to be better and, and to make you know the year not a wasted year but a, a year where you actually created something better and so you come through 2025 2026 and so on uh stronger better so that's kind of my uh, my philosophy, or my, my not philosophy, my predictions, my thoughts on 2024. It's going to be bumpy. It's going to be a bumpy ride. There, there is a very high potential for some big distress happening, but I think it'll be later half of the year. And I actually think likely we won't see it until very end of 2024 or not even until 2025. And I think that's going to make people more confident than what they should be um, and that's going to get even some people into trouble because they're like, Hey, look, it's not happening. It's never happening. Uh, we're all in the clear. And, and then we see the distress happen and then we, you know, get caught off guard. So don't get caught off guard, be prepared. Don't be scared, right? Don't be living in fear. Don't be out there saying, uh, the sky is falling, but understand what's happening and understand the potential the, the potential awesome things that'll come out of it and um, be prepared for your own properties, for, for your own portfolio to make sure you can weather whatever storm that happens. But again, within the storm, the rain comes down, 
and the rain grows flowers, right? So let's grow some flowers in 2024. I'll see you uh, on the next episode. Make every day a Saturday. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. But your rating and review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and, and want this. So uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to VentureDProperties.com, VentureDProperties.com and download our free ebook uh, on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and also, look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go to coachwithdex.com and check that out, and uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.